Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. What's up, everybody? Uh, I was not expecting it to rain. I pulled up and I saw the cloud far away, thinking, oh, you know, it'll kind of blow away. But I was reminded that it's spring, so uh, there's that. I'm really happy to see you guys today. It's, it's already, you know, Thursday. The week is almost over. What you guys got, like three weeks left of school? Two weeks? How many more weeks? Some of you guys are shaking your head. How many more weeks you got left? Three, four? Yep. You don't know? Either way, school is coming to a close. Listen, you guys, with us having you Sunday on the 30th, I want you guys to make sure that you're here. Make sure that you invite your friends because we're doing something very special, man. We're celebrating our graduates, not the ones that are just graduating from Elevate, quote unquote, but the ones that have, you know, pressed through the, the 13 years of school. And you're trying to figure out where 13 came, came from, counting kindergarten. But pressed through all those years of school to get your high school diploma. That's something worth celebrating. So I want you guys to be here, be in the place. Invite your friends. If your friends don't feel comfortable coming to church in person just yet, that's the reason why we're on YouTube and Facebook. It's all good. No excuses. So, with all that being said, we'll get right into tonight's word. I want you guys to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. If you got your Bibles with you, I want you to hold it up in the air. If you're using your phone, hold it up for me real quick. All right, cool, cool, cool. Everybody got their Bibles? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 4. And it reads this from verse 17. It says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Some might say hopelessly. Come on, y'all. I know the rain is making you feel dreary and tired, but I need y'all to keep up with me. Say hopelessly. Hopelessly. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have, they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit, somebody say the Spirit. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Tonight we're going to be talking about softening a hardened heart. Softening a hardened heart. Now I got three points for you guys tonight and I'm going to get in, get out, and get out of your way. But when we're reading this scripture, and I don't know if you guys have been paying attention over the past couple of weeks, I've been addressing the scripture to people that are already Christians. We've been talking about messages that apply to the people that already know who God is, that already have an idea of, of who Jesus is, that, that have begun to cultivate a relationship. We're talking about those particular type of people. Now, when, when, when Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus, he's, he's, he's presenting them a dilemma. 
And the, the, the funny thing about it is, well, not so much funny, but the ironic thing about it is how much, even though that Paul was writing this letter to people thousands of years ago, it still applies to days like today. It applies to regular life today. And we have to recognize the Bible not just as this old book of good things to say and good things to do and great feelings to feel, but we recognize the Bible as the living word of God. Like, not only did it apply to those Christians back then, but it applies to us today and it'll apply to us in the future. So when we look at this and we look at the picture that Paul is painting, he's basically telling these Christians in Ephesus, look, don't live like you used to. I know that you're in the world, but don't act like you're, don't act like you're in the world just because you're around those people. You're not of the world. You've been changed. You've been transformed. You've been made new. And you've come to a hope, you've come to an understanding, you've come to a life that, that, that now that you know Jesus, everything changes. How many people can attest to that? That after you got to know who Jesus is, everything for you changed. Now, now for some of us, I know a lot of us grew up, uh, grew up in church or have been growing up in church, and it's like, the only reason why I know God is because my parents drugged me to church. JR, as a matter of fact, the only reason why I'm here tonight is because mom made me come, dad made me come, the rest of my siblings were here, so I had to come too. Listen, that, that even you can have a relationship with God too. It's more than just you arriving here and, and you learning the behavior, but it's about you having a real and relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. When you have that real and relevant relationship, when you come to a knowledge of who God is, who he is to you, it changes everything. It changes your mind. It changes your heart. It changes the way you act. It changes the way you treat people. We, we have to recognize that, look, like I was saying before, we don't just come together to learn how to be better people. We come together so that we can, we can be empowered by the Spirit of God and, and to follow uh, uh, Jesus' footsteps, to, 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 to learn what it means to be more righteous, to learn what it means to be more like Christ. It's not just about you being a good person, going from a bad person to a good person, but going from a dead person to an alive person. This is what the word is. The word is the, the, the living word of God. These aren't just empty words. So I got three things for us to, to help us soften a hardened heart. When Ephesians chapter 4 is talking about a hardened heart or a closed mind, it's basically saying this. All the things of God... Every, all these Christian things that, 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 that claim to be holy and claim to be righteous, I'm cool doing my own thing. I'm cool living my own life. I'm living good. I don't have a care in the world. Everything is going fine. Now, it might seem like everything is going good. It might seem like you might have everything all together. It might seem like you're not going through any trouble. I don't have any trials or tribulations. Nothing is hard in life right now. But listen... There are different seasons in life, and as a matter of fact, we talked about it last week, when we look at the span of our life, whether you live to be 100 or, or 110, that, that span of time is only a vapor, it's only a short amount of time in the grand, grand scheme of, of eternity. So just because you think that you have it together, like the word says, a man thinks his ways are right, but ultimately it leads to wickedness and death. That you have to recognize that as a Christian, because you've adopted this lifestyle, because you've adopted these ways of Christ, you're getting rid of the old ways. You're getting rid of the ways that you would used to do things. You get, you get rid of the thought process that you used to have, and you adopt what Christ has for you. 
Our first point is this, is live hopeful. Look at your neighbor and say, live hopeful. Come on, y'all. We ain't doing no whisper quiet time. We ain't taking naps right now. Say it one more time. Say, live hopeful. Live hopeful. A hardened heart is a heart that operates without hope. A hardened heart is a heart that operates without hope. Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25 says this. It says, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we, were, if we look forward to something, look, sorry. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. As Christians, as believers, uh, uh, as people that, that, that have a hope, that have uh, 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 something to look forward to, we have to live our life like we have hope in something. We have to live our lives like, I don't know, it's been a while. Obviously, amusement parks and, and places to go have been closed for some time. And even if they're open now, they're open to like limited capability. But, but how many people have been to like Disneyland or like Great America or Six Flags? I know Six Flags is regular for us, but Six Flags used to be cool before the season passes, okay? It was a big deal. But can you imagine, like, during the winter when, when you, you have a, that big family snow trip that you know is coming up or, or that big get-to that's going on or maybe you have, like, a, a big game that is coming up and you have something to look forward to. You, 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 you carry yourself in a certain way like, man, we going to the snow. I need to get ready. I need to make sure I got all my snow stuff. I need to make sure I got my snow pants. Don't be like me. I went to the snow in jeans and it was a bad idea. Get your snow pants together. I got to get my snow boots. Make sure everything is good. Hey, we're going to Great America. Make sure that you get your money all together. Save your money because, you know, there's a, there's a great food there. We can get some churros. We can get some uh, funnel cakes, all these different things. When you have something that you're hoping for, when you're looking forward to an event, when you're looking forward to something in your future, you carry yourself a little bit differently. You do different things because you're doing things in the hope that this thing is going to come to pass. As Christians, we have this hope that when we were saved, when, 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 when we adopted the, the, the saving grace that God had for us, we, we turned on this hope. We opened our hearts. We opened our minds to this hope that one day, if we are saved, that Jesus is going to come back and get us so that we can be in heaven with him for eternity. That's the hope that we can tie ourselves to. And I'm sure you've been in church for a long time, a lot of you guys are church kids. A lot, some of y'all are PKs. If you don't know what that is, it's either a pastor's kid or a preacher's kid. Some of you guys have heard these things over and over again, but let me share something with you. This is the absolute truth that, that, that if you're saved, if you, if you recognize Jesus as the son of the living God, if you recognize his sacrifice, if you recognize that he came back from the dead and you repent of your sins and turn from what you knew and turn towards God, you have this hope that one day Jesus is coming. That one day Jesus is going to crack the sky and I'm going to be able to be with him in heaven forever. When you have that hope of one day Jesus is coming back, you have to carry yourself a little bit differently. 
Just like you would prepare yourself for that big game, making sure you ate the right meals, making sure you're taking care of your body, making sure you were icing up, and making sure you, you know, you make sure you rested uh, correctly. It's the same way that we have to prepare ourselves and get ourselves ready for Jesus' return. The Bible says we do not know the day or the hour. So listen, it's not, okay, listen, on January the 24th, 2039 is when Jesus is coming back. Like, listen, that's not, that's not, well, that's not the type of faith that we have. We know that because God is faithful, we know that because God comes through in his word, we know that because God doesn't waste a breath, that what he says will come to pass. And when Jesus and Pastor Eric and I were talking about the book of John, and Pastor Donald had talked about it on Tuesday of John 21, Jesus had to go and prepare a place for us so that, so that, that, that we can have an eternal, eternal life with him forever in heaven. Is that, look, we live with this hope that because I've been saved, because I've been set free from my sin, because I've been made new in Jesus Christ, I have to carry myself a little different because I'm going somewhere. I'm going to a place where, where, where I can be with the Father forever. I'm going to a place where I can be with my Savior Jesus forever. I'm going to a place where, 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 where there won't be any tears. There, there won't be any pain. I'm going to a place that my Father, my Heavenly Father has promised me. That as Christians, we're not so close-hearted to the idea that, that, that God is faithful to his promises. That because he has promised us eternal life with him, we can live hopeful. Somebody say live hopeful. The second point is live free. When we live hopeful, we're living with the expectation that something is going to happen. When we live hopeful, we, we, we live with the thought that whatever God said is going to pass in the future is going to come to pass. Somebody say live free again. Live free. A hardened heart is a heart characterized by its actions. A hardened heart is a heart characterized by its actions. In John chapter 8, it says this. It says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. Free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Somebody say, what do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son, somebody say son, is, a, is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. If the son sets you free, you are truly free. And listen, we're not going to go down that route right now, talking about amen and a woman. When he's talking about son, he's talking about the collective son. He's talking about the children, okay? He's talking about all of us. But if, if we live with hope for an expectation of what is going to happen, we have to live a certain way in the present. That's why our first point, with our expectation, we live hopeful in the current day and in the present and with our actions and with our speech and with our thoughts, we have to live free. When you live free, you walk a little bit different. When you live free, you, you, you move a little bit different. Has anybody ever injured themselves before? Wisdom. Most of y'all are, are, are skating. You got the skates. The skates is a thing now again. Josiah with the biceps, Josiah was stuck like this for like three weeks. 
with the prying mantis hands. But you, have you felt an injury before? Have you ever got like a, I get, I get like, don't make a joke. I get cramps like really bad, like, like muscle cramps. Like all of us, like today, I'm like working and editing videos and my forearm, like, I don't know. I got a forearm cramp and I felt like my fingers was trying to touch the inside of my elbow. I don't know what was going on. Like it was crazy. But has anybody ever had such crazy pain, but like the moment that you don't have that pain anymore, what do you feel? It feels like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like, JR, I can run now. I don't have to do the ropes anymore at the spot. Like, I can actually run. Only wisdom gets that joke. But, 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 but you feel free to do the things that you couldn't do before. You feel free to, to, to be able to do bigger and better things that you couldn't do before when you were in that pain. When somebody comes out of bondage, when somebody uh, uh, gets released from prison, they, they, they're free to be able to do things that they could not do before. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Like it said in John chapter 8, bars, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. If you've, if you've adopted this grace that, that God has given to you, if you've accepted this freedom that God has given to you by, by accepting Jesus as the one and only begotten son as, and, and repenting from your sins, if you've accepted this freedom, you're able to live a life that you weren't able to live before. There's so many of my friends that, that I've talked to that doesn't, that, that, that they told me this. They say, I don't know what a free me looks like. I don't know what a free JR looks like. I, I, I've been living in bondage for so long. I don't know what freedom looks like. Let me share something with you that, that you don't have to do freedom by yourself. You don't have to do. Yes, amen. John Bobby, that's my son. The kids are here if you're watching online. But now that I've been adopted, I've been given this life of freedom. I don't have to figure out what freedom is. God gives me his spirit to guide me. God gives me his spirit. He gives me the guidance through his word on how to live a free life. Is that here, currently in this moment, I don't have to be subject to the things of this world. I don't have to be subject to, 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 to the temptations of this world. When the Bible talks about temptations, it talks about there being a way of escape. That way of escape isn't just you coming up with something to keep you from being tempted. The way of escape is Jesus Christ. The, the moment that you feel overwhelmed and want to put yourself back in bondage, the moment that you feel like you want to go back into that addiction you have, the moment you feel like you have to keep doing the same old stuff that you've been doing, no, listen, the word of God says this, and we, we, we've set the standard already. God doesn't waste a word. that it says that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. You can live with that hope. You can live with that present thought. That I don't have to be tied to the same toxic people that I've been tied to. I, I, I don't have to be tied. <coughs> I don't have to be tied to the same addictions that I've been tied to. It's like I swallowed my spit and I talked at the same time. Lord Jesus, that's worse than burping on the mic last Tuesday. But I don't have to be tied to those old things anymore. I don't have to act like what social media tells me to act like. 
Ladies, you don't have to subject yourself to the standards of social media. That God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are a masterpiece, that you don't have to fall to the, to the standards of Instagram models in order to be beautiful. Amen. <laughs> One guy said it. <laughs> that fellas... That just because the world tries to paint a picture of a man that tries to make uh, 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 an image on what's masculine, that you don't have to fall to that image that God has set the standard of what it means to be a man and a woman, that God has set the standard of what it means to be a godly man and woman, a God-fearing man and woman. That these scriptures, that, that these collective of of, of letters and, and stories and narratives are the things that we can live to, 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 to be free. That it gives us example after example, guideline after guideline, in order for us to live a free life. The way that you think and the way that you act, the way that your motives are, determine the condition of your heart. The way that you think, the way that you act, the way that you Move your motives determines the condition of your heart. Rather than you trying to act like you're free, actually make the move to be free. There's, there's no use in somebody that's in prison. There's no use in somebody that's locked up saying that they're free because they're in bondage. It's clear. But when somebody has been set free, they have the rights to take on that freedom. So many of us think that because we walk through these, these two doors up here and we walk into the sanctuary and we attend church, that we're free. But we walk in spiritual bondage and we walk in, in, in spiritual handcuffs and act like we're free. When in reality, it might not seem like we're in bondage. It might not seem like we're tied to our own city. It might not seem like that, that, that it seems like we're, we're, we're like, a, like a ball and chain to our old sinful lives and our sinful nature. But in reality, that's what's going on spiritually. You have an opportunity to be free. You have an opportunity to know what freedom is. First point is live hopeful. Our second point is live free. And as I come to a close... Our last point is live renewed. Somebody say live renewed. A hardened heart has been hardened by experience. A hardened heart has been hardened by experience. It's interesting. My wife, over the past couple of years, has like turned into like this baker. I know we're the butchers, but she's like a dope baker. You get that joke? <laughs> it's funny to me. Dad joke. It's supposed to be lame, Joe. Relax. Live renewed. When, 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 when something gets hardened, when, when Erica, say, say she makes some bread, right, and it's made fresh, and it's new, and it's delicious, and has, like, butter on it and stuff, big old loaf. It's nice, it's fresh, it's breakable, it's, it's moldable, you can use it to make sandwiches, all these different things. If you leave it out over time, if it's been left out to the elements, it starts to harden up. It becomes unusable. It becomes something that can't be used anymore. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 23 says this. It says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. 
Put on your new nature, called to be created like God, truly righteous and holy. So many of us have left our hearts out in the open to be hardened by, by, by what the world is pushing upon it. So many of us leave our hearts out in the open to be hardened and, and decrepit and, 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 and lost of all life. But even if your heart has been hardened by, 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 by bad thoughts and bad behaviors and sinful nature and all the things that the world is trying to put on us and put on, on our person, that you have the opportunity to live a life renewed. That we refer back to that verse that says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We're, 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 we're unpacking backwards here tonight. We talked about what our hope is for in the future. We talked about how we should live our lives today. But let's talk about our past for a second. Now, I, know, I know a lot of us in here are real young. I know a lot of us in here haven't experienced a whole lot. But let me share something with you that even if you've done the dirtiest of the dirty, even if you've thought the worst of the worst thoughts, there is still opportunity to be renewed in Jesus Christ. No matter how dirty you think you've gotten, you still have an opportunity to be renewed in Jesus Christ. No matter how dark of a place that you have gone to, you still have an opportunity to be renewed by Jesus Christ. It says in his word, it says it in Ephesians. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We can all stand to our feet. As believers, as followers of Jesus, we live with a hope. We live with an expectation that God's going to come through on his word. That one day we'll be able to spend eternity with him in heaven. With this hope, with this expectation, with, with, this, with this precedent of us being free, the way that we move, our motives, our thought lives, the way that we act, the way that we behave, the way that we treat and love one another is affected by that hope and that expectation. Because God is faithful on his word, because God comes through on what he says, because God is the one that gives us commandments on how to live, we're going to follow those commandments. Because he is the one that gives us the true blueprint on how to live a, a, a true uh, 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 a, a lively and filled life, a thriving life, not just a surviving life. But even if you don't think that you're worthy, even if you don't think that you're enough, even if you don't feel like, man, look, what I've done in my past, I shouldn't be forgiven for. The thoughts that I have, the things that go on in this head, I should never be forgiven for. The things in the way that I've treated people, I should never be forgiven for. But I thank God that we're not responsible for our own salvation. I thank God that, 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 that he, he found it, that, that he gave himself as a sacrifice for us. We're not good enough. We fall short of the glory of God. But I thank God that he is so faithful, that he is so just, that he is so loving, that he made a way for us to be made righteous again. Even in our shortcomings, even in us falling short, even in our mistakes, God makes a way for us to be righteous again. The Bible talks about we are saved by grace through faith. 
Not by works unless anyone should boast. Because guess what? There's no first class ticket into heaven. There's no economy business in first class tickets into heaven. Y'all know that, right? Like there's no VIP section in heaven. I know the song is cool, Tupac song. There's no ghetto in heaven, okay? There's not. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works unless anyone should boast. Not, not by what we do unless anyone should, should, should feel so high and mighty that, they, that they're more holy than somebody else. We talked about it in our groups last week. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is you receiving something that you don't deserve. Grace is you given something that you never should have gotten to take a part of in the first place. When Jesus offers us this salvation, when, when, when God offers us this opportunity to, be, opportunity to be made renewed and to be made holy again, we don't deserve that. And yet he still does it for us. So with every head bowed and every eyes closed, I don't know where you're at with your relationship with God. I don't know how long you've been in church. I don't know if you read your Bible every day, every other day. That doesn't matter right now. What matters is this. There are many things and situations in our lives that have hardened our hearts to the things of God. You lose a family member and you're questioning where, where, where was God at when my friend died? Where was God at when, when, when my grandfather died? Where, where was God at when this happened? Where was God when I needed it? I, I know that you might have those questions. But I'm encouraging you. We serve a faithful God. We serve a trustworthy God. We serve a loving God. We serve a all-knowing God. I'm inviting you to trust him tonight. So if you're here today, And you want to experience this hope that we've talked about tonight. We want to experience this hope, this expectation that we have in Jesus Christ. You want to live a life that is no longer in bondage, but a life that is free. You want to be made new again. You want to put off those old ways that you used to have and adopt what God has for you. I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Amen. I see your hand see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for the hands that were raised, God. God, we don't just look at this as an emotional moment. We look at this as a turning point in our lives, God. That we don't just live a life in the way that we want to live it, God, but we do it with your will in mind. We, we, we want to live our lives with the kingdom first in mind, God. So, Lord, I am praying that you create in us clean hearts, that you renew in us right spirits, God. Renew our minds, God. We can only be made righteous from the inside out. God, I want you to give us new thoughts, Lord. Allow our minds to be renewed and clean through the reading and the hearing of your word. God, I'm praying that the only time that we 
experience your word isn't just at church, God. But we open up and get to know you for ourselves. God, I'm praying that you heal the, the hardened hearts. God, that you forgive us for our wicked ways. God, you are faithful. You said all we had to do was call on your name. And we're, we're, we're calling on the name of Jesus tonight. We need you now more than ever. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your guidance. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a praise? Listen, tonight we're going to be doing groups a little bit differently. I know we're usually so happy to ladies run off into the elevator room, guys staying in here. But real quick, can somebody grab those numbers off of the table? Cool. You're already a step ahead of me. What I want you guys to do is right after service, come up and grab a number from me, and you'll get directions following that. If you're online, thank you so much for attending service with us on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're at. Listen, the doors of the church are open. Come through, come to a service. We're open Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Um, I wish we had like another camera so we could show y'all. But um, listen, make sure that you're here for you Sunday. Uh, we're celebrating our graduates. Sheesh. I remember when Ivy first started coming to Elevate. Now bro's about to be a whole adult. Dang, time is flying. Jackson got a whole job. Go buy, go buy onion rings from Jackson at Burger King. Anyways, if all needs have been met, I love you guys. Go with God. See you soon.